It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. You know, all, y'all know what time it is. Time for To The Max Sports. March Madness. We got Max back in the saddle. We will unveil our March Madness picks. Stick around for that. I'm going to start the show today with something we've never started the show with. Real news? Real news, not fake news, and professional golf. So, in this age of... <laughs> Did you hear the crickets? <laughs> just, <clears throat> no, hear me out. Better yet, let's talk about the Capitals and Ovechkin. Or, or no, just hear me out. Just when you think... You're out. They pull you back in. Who am I talking about? Tiger Woods. Oh. Man, just when you think this guy, he's the ambassador of the game, he's got his shit together, you know, he's now in this brouhaha with some living lover. And have you heard about all this and the rent? And the rent. The he's rent. A, no, he's a single guy. He can do whatever he wants. Well, he did whatever he wants, and he did whatever guy, I guess, that gets pissed off as a girlfriend. He liked her out of the house. Well, because she's suing him. <laughs> yeah, but but here's what's funnier. Okay, so it's gotten so bad in America, you can basically bet on two cockroaches, which one crosses the kitchen floor quicker, that you can bet on WWA Wrestling Hour. They're trying to set it up now. Uh, newsflash, those matches are already predetermined. Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't know I that. I know, I hated to tell you that. <laughs> Oh, but, thank you, Drew. But now they have a site, and you can actually bet on who uh, his next lover is going to be. Oh. And, and guess who the odds maker said is the odds on favorite? Giselle. Giselle. Here's yeah. here's the I, thing. I, yeah. Katie Holmes, uh, Therese Theron's on here, Eva Longoria, Vera Wang. <laughs> Vera Wang. I actually got Vera Wang. He kind of has a relativity towards <gasps> Well, on the whole, on, on that whole betting all that crap stuff, if anyone in this room or listening or in the world at large is tempted to put money on that bet, they have GA meetings every day. It's a 12-step program for you to get over this because you got a problem. Just saying. Well, speaking of uh, taking betting risks, the Raiders signed – Mr. Handsome, Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo, which I Jimmy think G. Is a, maybe a, 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 even maybe a downgrade actually to what they had. What? Wait a minute. Are you saying Garoppolo downgrade from Derek Carr? Yeah. Man. Really? And I'm not really? saying I'm not really? saying a okay. huge downgrade. Really? But a downgrade. And hear me out. Okay. Okay. And you can have your opinion, even though um, it's wrong. Who do the Raiders play? Twice a year. Okay. Denver. San Francisco. Pretty good defense. No. No, they played Denver. Denver, Denver. Kansas City, Kansas and City. San, Diego. San Diego. I mean, L.A. Chargers. Well, thank you, yeah. I know, Relatively I, I good defenses. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jimmy G can't stand on his feet for a 17-game season. There'll be yeah. a lottery pick next year of the Raiders. One, they won't be. Because there is no lottery in football. <laughs> Two, they won't be because here's be the- a number Top 10. Here, here's the thing that Jimmy G does. 
All he does is win, win, win. Derek Carr, all he does is crap to bed, crap to bed, crap to bed. Would you agree that... uh, Have fun, New Orleans. Would you agree Kyle Shanahan's one of the greatest coaching minds in today's professional football? I would say that, and I would also say that John Lynch is a front office genius. And they don't want Jimmy G. You're not our guy. I Get out. It's, it's, well, more, it's more John Lynch. I, I think John it's John Lynch, Lynch but, but it's also this, and, and this is my thing with veteran quarterbacks versus quarterbacks coming up. You look at where, where they – you No, you look at you, – you're not only looking at where they are now, you're looking at where they can be. We know what Jimmy G's ceiling is. We know who he is. He's not going to get better. He's going to be who he is, and all he does is win. You look at Brock Purdy – who is going to progress in his progression. I look at Trey Lance, who's got an up huge ceiling. And if I'm John Lynch, I'm looking at that ceiling and that promise. And I'm going, I got a better upside with those two guys than I do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Get some stuff for him or just let him go and be, and be the nice guy. I'll answer the question for you. Would you agree today's NFL is a win now? It's a win now NFL? Yeah, and all, Jimmy G, and all just, Jimmy G does is win, win, win. Which is exactly my point. If this guy's as great as you say he is, and there's a reason why Shanahan and Lynch are saying, you know, we're going to move on, and basically, and that's what it is, we're going to rebuild with a quarterback, even though all the pieces are in place offensively and defensively to win a Super Bowl. The problem with that is, is I have Brock Purdy and Trey Lance on rookie quarterback on rookie quarterback deals, rookie contracts, and I got Jimmy G, who's going to be commanding a mid-level veteran salary, which right now is overvalued. Do I pay two rookie quarterbacks and bring in a Sam Darnold as another backup, and I'm saving thirty million dollars a year on my cap where I can put weapons around these guys, or do I pay Jimmy G, who to Max's point? Or somebody's point. I don't care which point it is. It's like a mountain. Uh, is probably at some point going to be dinged up. So I I, okay, I like so I like John Lynch and Shanahan and what they're doing. My what, trust what is pick, in them. What pick are the Raiders this year in the draft? Three or four, four, something like that. And uh, with that pick, and we're saying it here on to the Max Sports. With that pick, watch the Raiders. Um, they're going to be drafting the quarterback. Just yeah, because, I think Richardson right now is in the mocks. It, because Garoppolo is that bridge guy that's going to stay there for yeah. that year. Yeah. And they're going to bring and in bring him rookie, up. Yeah, they're going to bring up a rookie quarterback. And that's why they're doing it. They're not doing this long term. They're doing it just to get this guy in there because he knows the system. Because, I think it's a, yeah, it's a two-year deal. Yeah, yeah. you got Stenum. You got Stenum there that I mean, they're going to battle it out, quote, unquote. But it's going to be Jimmy G starting. And then that bridge guy. Uh, is, is it will be there I, again, Jimmy G. You think Jimmy G's tired of being the bridge? Everywhere he goes, he's the bridge. Brother, Jimmy nobody, G, good nobody looking has guy. Confidence in it. No, he's not tired. Good looking Dude, guy. He's he's in, he's in Vegas right now. Guess what he's gonna be doing? He's gonna be dating. He's gonna be playing football. He's gonna be drinking, gambling, having fun. What better life? The, the, Don't you yeah, want to trade with the, him? The one the one thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is. For all that man's good looks and the fact that he wins, 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 it seems he's really capable of putting his ego aside. We saw what he did last offseason. He's like, I'm not going to bitch and moan that they're putting me out on a practice field by myself as they're trying to work out a deal. That's just the way it is. And when Trey Lance goes down, I'll come back in and I'll play and I'll play it the best best I can. I'm not going to have an ego about this. This is all a business. That's how he's running. Well, the one time Jimmy G had a chance to win the Super Bowl, he shit the bed in the fourth quarter. 
He did not shit the bed. The the, the defense kind of let them down. And Patrick and, Mahomes. And he, and he threw an interception. Yeah, <laughs> interceptions happen. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about quarterbacks. Jimmy G has laid down his ego, and he's going to do whatever he needs to do for the team. The guy that isn't doing whatever he needs to do for the team is a a Ron Rogers. I don't care. <laughs> I said, I don't care. Now he's basically holding the Packers hostage again and throwing his old team under the bus. If I'm a Packers fan, I kind of want to go to California and have some work. Well, no, the Packers want two first round draft picks and a lot of other shit. Yeah. They're not going to get a Bears like deal. Yeah, and and Rogers is and Rogers is basically airing all this out in public and saying, you know, Packers, you need to do the right thing. Do the right thing. I, I agree. Him. He should keep his mouth shut. He's a, <sighs> man, one thing but he does make the Jets better. And wow, look at that AFC now. Say that again, Drew. That's, he makes what? He makes the Jets a better team. I'm going to follow the Jets because man, you got sauce sauce back there. You got two great running backs, good receiver. Yep. That's a good team. Got my Buckeye receiver there. Yeah. That's a, I'm going to follow them. Do you think it's going to be the Jets in, in Kansas City this year? No. I don't know. It's too far down the, the no. road to, to make predictions. But the, the Jets, one, have to get by Miami, Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't know about Miami. Let's, let's see about, about <laughs> but, but head injury they went out and got, to Buffalo. They, they, they've gone out and picked up some pieces. Yeah. They're you being know. aggressive. I mean, the AFC's really being aggressive. Well, you know the the teams that the teams that were do, did well last year have gone out and identified and, and look at the Cowboys. I mean, you can't change your quarterback, unfortunately, but they they just made a defense that was good better better by getting Gilmore. But I mean, you you know how you know Max, you have kids. You know how the whole idea of you know like you 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 get the clothes for the first kid. <laughs> And as long as the sex doesn't change, you pass them down to the next kid. Which is a very real possibility nowadays. Well, the Jets are kind of like the younger sibling to the Packers for quarterbacks. They did this with Favre, and Favre dashed all their hopes. Sorry, Jets fans. And now I think think Rodgers is going to do the same thing. Really? Because the Jets are going to have to give up too damn much, and they're going to be so constrained. Which leads to the distinct possibility that uh, Rodgers may end his career with the Falcons, based on chronology. Um, based on history, I almost bet he ends it with the Vikings. <laughs> Go with Yo, the Vikings. The Bears. The Bears. Oh, the Bears yeah. would be awesome. I own you. <laughs> now he's here with the awesome. Bears. Wouldn't that be great? Anyway. But I like that. Well, move. look at that. Like... So what do you guys think about the Bears trade? Who was the winner in that one? You know what? I think the Bears were because I don't know. I think behind the scenes, very quietly, upper management with the Bears goes back to the uh, management um, with San Francisco. I think they were very smart how they did this. Oh, we're going to trade. Uh, we're going to trade. We're going to trade our quarterback. We're going to trade a quarterback. At the end of the day, they're keeping this guy, which is good. He's good. And they got him another receiver and they got some draft picks. You know what? The Bears, they've improved a little bit. I don't think they're going to be one of those contenders right. uh, to dominate. Definitely on the road to improvement. They and are. one of the things Fields never had, and the knock was, well, he can't throw. Well, he had no one to throw to. You know, it's an interesting fact. I actually heard it on Undisputed, which I love that show. But um, DJ Moore, which was a great throw and to include those draft picks, yeah. he's got 5,200 career receiving yards. Do you know if he had started his career with the Bears, he'd be their number one all-time leading receiver, yes. 52. That tells you how much the Bears like to throw the football through the years. But That's an amazing stat. But what you're saying, Drew, part of that stat, which is true, go back and when you look at that stat, 
look at his stat also after the catch. Mm-hmm. This guy's good. He's good. And then you got Fields who you know can stretch out the field. Yeah. So I think they've gotten exponentially better. But again, you got to, <laughs> like, like the Bengals had to do last year and still need to do to some extent, they need to address that offensive line. Yeah. My, I, I don't care how good of a quarterback you are, if you're running for your life all game and getting sacked 50, 60 times a year, good things aren't going to happen. I'm, I'm open to the fact that Fields may end up being better than what I've seen over the last couple of years. I'm open to the fact that DJ Moore may energize him. My issues are the bears front office, not exactly the best front office in football as to, as to who won this. Yeah. Right now it looks like the bears did well by what they were able to do. Let's see how they pick. Let's see how those picks pan out. That's my worry. And if, if I have Justin Fields on the New York stock exchange, I am not buying Justin Fields. I am maybe on a hold or maybe on a sell. I am not bought in on Justin Fields yet. Well, we know what he can. We know what he can do. We know he can run. And we also know his stat line in the fourth quarter isn't exactly good. Right. But again, this is a guy that's playing from behind that had no receivers, no offensive line. So, I mean, but he did some Yeah, things. and if I had been better looking, I would have been in adult films. But... <laughs> Why, why aren't you? Uh, Jer- look, if, hey, if Jeremy... That's why uh, not on the TV. If Ron Jeremy if can Ron do Jeremy it. Ron Jeremy can do it, man. You'd... Didn't he get in trouble recently? Yeah, he's in prison. I think they all, he's in prison, they, yeah. they all so get in he's, trouble. He's a porn star that I think got charged with rape by other porn stars. How that's possible. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> and it is March Madness. So <laughs> we did fill out our brackets. And uh, Bob says that uh, he filled out, was it 2020? Uh, rap brackets? Or? No, we're no, we're not going to say exactly how Bob filled out his bracket. <laughs> <laughs> CBS Sports Line. Uh, uh, two week trial. <laughs> two week trial. Uh, Max filled his out uh, literally what of uh, five seconds before the show started, and it. And I had five teams in the final four. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but we corrected. That'd be a that. first. <laughs> Equity. Yeah. Oh, say, so does anybody give Texas A&M Corpus Christi a chance against Alabama? Anyone? Well, they have more of a chance than, who do they beat? Southeast Missouri? Yeah. They have more of a chance against Alabama than Southeast Missouri has. (laughs) And speaking of Alabama, that kid that they have, man, he's. They're saying he may may bump up over (sighs) Scoot. No. No. But he's good. I tell you what, whoever ends up picking, what, second or third? That kid, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he he'll move up to he'll move up to third. But what I what I was I've heard a couple analysts talk about this that wouldn't it be great if we had Texas and Alabama in the final game, Ooh, a yeah. team that basically put their values above their competitive success, and then it still they still had competitive success over a team that's like. Yeah, he drove the car and it had a gun and he went to a gunfight and somebody died, but he's a really good player. One's alleged he's gone, one's confirmed he stays, but hey, one actually puts a basketball through the net and one didn't, so. Yeah, that's that's a point. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Texas team, man. Those, uh, those kids they have, I think yeah. they have four seniors, they've stayed together, and they're playing for the right reasons. So let me ask you this, Max, because you're a Texas guy, fan. Uh, a lot of people are saying, and they haven't come out yet at the university, but they're saying, you know what? This guy, even though he didn't have a, a great record as a head coach on the West Coast before he became an assistant 
for uh, the guy that uh, they like uh, for beard, yeah, for beard. Should Texas keep him? Yes, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. But this is this is this is Beard's recruits. And Unless, can this guy go out there and get the recruits? That- he he's the one that went out there and got the recruits, and knowing that's what Beard hired him for. So he he made sure that he came in under the right circumstances when Beard asked him to join the roster. He did. He worked hard. He brought the kids in. I mean, the reason that, I say something is because the last twenty years Texas has had a not a lot of success picking coaches. If if they make if they make it to the Elite Eight, it's going to be really really hard for that that athletic department to let him go. And not and not give him a contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if he gets knocked out in the first or second round, I think it becomes a little bit easier. If if they're not all in on him, it becomes easier. Yeah. And I think the athletic director, uh, Rich, what's his name, um, uh, DeConte from Texas, he, he he knows what he has to do. I mean, it, well said. If they make it to the eighth, if they make it to the f- the four, or if they oh, make he, it to the championship, yeah. he, they're going to sign this guy. Mm-hmm. They'll sign him on the plane. Yeah. Yep. They're looking though, good. Though all all three of our brackets have Texas making it to the Elite Eight and not going any further. And a no. team that's not yeah. in that was all the rage with their head coach uh, who replaced, um, oh, God, who's a former NBA player? His team made it last year, beat Duke. Oh, you're talking about North Carolina? Yeah. Uh, is it Stack? No, no, no. Uh, oh my God, why am I getting there confused? Yeah, just just he, uh, evading me. But he was all the rage, and this year they didn't even make the didn't even make it. Yeah, North Carolina didn't make it. They didn't. They they got an invite to the NIT, and they and they turned it down. Um, what is his name? I forgot. His now it's driving me crazy. Bob, can you look up the head coach for North Carolina? Yeah, he's an, old, he's an older fella. What about the Baylor Bears? Where we're talking about Baylor, Baylor, Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis. Yeah, and they need some work over there in North Carolina. Hubert Davis needs a, that. Might be another example of a guy that. Brought in, you know, was coaching someone else's recruits, and then, but he's basically still had the same team. He just, I don't know what happened to them. It's just with all these changes, uh, uh, players moving from one college, one team to another. He just needs to settle them down a little bit and just start uh, working a little bit harder on the recruits and bringing them in, letting them know that hey, the money's going to be there because they are going to be paying them for their likeness, and they'll be fine. They'll settle down. What about Baylor? What's Baylor, Baylor, I see them. Baylor just having to re uh, regroup again. Scott Drew will have that team back uh, probably next year, the year after that. They'll be fine. But the team that we need to talk about from Texas, have you guys watched a game that Houston has played, the Houston Cougars? They looked good last year. They look good this year. They're good. I hope that not a lot of people are surprised if they do make it to the championship game because they remind me, speaking of Baylor, the Baylor team of years, what, three years ago when they won it, uh, these guys are good. They're up and running. And Coach Samson out there, man, they don't give him enough, enough credit. He did well when he was at Oklahoma. Now he's got Houston rolling. And yeah, it's funny, it's almost 40 years ago, I'm I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, a little pimple-faced, you know, high schooler, watching the five slam a jam a team. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Two, two out of our three brackets have Houston making it into the championship game. One of our three brackets, Max, has Houston winning it all. Yeah. So I've got, you've got Houston winning it all. Uh, Bob, you've got? Alabama. And I've got Marquette. Marquette. Who coaches Marquette? Shaka Smart. He was at Texas, and they let him go. Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart. (laughs) And again. Like I said, they just don't have a lot of success. This this kind of all ties together. Why doesn't Texas? 
they thought that Rick Barnes was done. They let him go. All Rick Barnes does is take Tennessee and puts him in a, it brings him up a level. And now they're a basketball. Mac, Mac, Mac Brown turned, uh, North Carolina. Went back and has him back relevant again. Well, is he, I don't think he's good. Wasn't it North Carolina he went to after Texas? Yeah, he's, he's back there. Kind of turned well. their program around? Yeah, he took him back to success uh, success again. Texas just needs to be a little more patient, I think, when it comes down to it. So Yeah, so so getting on to the brackets, Drew has Alabama making into the Final Four, the only number one seed. Max, you have two number one seeds, Alabama and Houston. I have three number one seeds, Alabama, Houston, and Purdue. My, and then UConn making it in from the West. Drew has VCU making in from the that's, West. That's my uh, that's my Cinderella story. VCU. Do you even know where they are? Where that college is? Do you even know what VCU stands for? I could tell you, but I have to kill you. <laughs> Vermont Commonwealth <laughs> University or something like that. A little bit, a little bit further south on the, on the eastern seaboard, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Okay. <laughs> but if you watch them, they, they they actually have a pretty good team this year. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be that Cinderella team. So who's your Cinderella team? Go out on the limb. You know everyone's bracket gets busted after a day. Let's I gotta, see. I can't just have, you know, three number ones. Well, I mean. And I have I, watched a little bit of the basketball. I mean, I have I, I have most mostly chalk on this, <laughs> to be very, very honest. I mean, I, I have Creighton getting past Baylor. Easy there. Uh, <laughs> I have, well, this isn't an upset, but I have Duke and Tennessee, and then Tennessee knocking out Duke, even though I kind of like the Duke storyline. Okay, I am on board with Creighton for one reason. I don't want to sound like a dirty old man, but their cheerleaders are probably the best in college basketball. You know, have you ever noticed that <laughs> and anything that starts with, I don't want to sound like, or with all due respect, may I, don't I speak want freely? I don't want to upset you, but <laughs> everything after that is exactly what you were trying to disclaim. Yeah. I know it may sound a little sexist, Please don't get but... mad, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have a couple tens over tens over sevens. I like I actually do like Gonzaga. You know, this is this may be the first tournament. Gonzaga has had a lot of pressure on them the last couple of years. They've been kind of that that darling. They they come out of a weak conference, so they always look good. You know, statistically and schedule and schedule and, and standings wise, and then they always do something bad, and they don't live up to it. So I think this may be the one season. I mean, it rings true a little bit that they don't have any pressure, so they don't have to play with that. But we'll see. We will see. Yeah, a lot of that pressure's off. Well, you know, one of the things we should probably talk about is um, my grand passed away. And for those of us that remember him, he was Vikings. the Vikings and the CFL coach, and any coach in the CFL. And uh, you know, anytime you take a team to the Super Bowl four times, now if he had won two of those, he'd probably that name would roll off the tongue, and everybody would be so oh, yeah. But you know. Yeah, but any any football any football fan of us at least a certain age, yeah, he was knows that name. Yeah, that was a name you just grew up with. Ninety five years old. Yeah. Yep. One of the things I loved about him, I remember when uh, the Cowboys were were playing the Vikings in the, in the playoffs, and uh, Foreman, the running back, uh, man, I used to love the way he used to run Frank Tonkinson, their quarterback. But one of the things that the Vikings Bud Grant didn't allow was heaters on the sidelines, right? So the visiting team had them. I remember the Cowboys lining up, I mean, trying to get warm with those heaters. But over there, I remember this as a kid watching and thinking, why don't the Vikings have it? 
you know, open open stadium, freezing. It's like, man, these guys aren't even, they're not even wearing long sleeve shirts. And I was like, aren't they cold? And then I kept thinking in my mind, aren't they cold? Aren't they cold? How can they not be freezing thinking the whole time, wait a minute. That's kind of a mind game as you go back and think about it now mm. that he would play with him. Man, I love that coach. And he and he'd be walking around in shirts, yes, short sure, sleeves. Yes. And it's like 10 degrees and it's snowing. And, I, and, I, and it's not it's not only something he did during during his coaching career. He did that after he retired. <laughs> I think my favorite old school coach if we go back and watch was Hank Stram. Oh yeah. That okay. guy was always dressed to the nines yeah, and had his ties jacket. And, and speaking of that team, uh Otis Taylor. He passed away at 80. He was uh, one of the uh, receivers for Len Dawson's team. Yeah. This guy, I'm just reading some stuff, some interesting stuff here. He had a 10-year career and two 1,000-yard seasons back then, 14, 15-game seasons. They said you just didn't have 1,000-yard runners. But here is an interesting antidote that I was not aware of. And let me see if I can read this to you because it's actually – he found himself at the center of controversy in 1987, I'm talking about Otis Taylor, when NFL players had gone on strike. Taylor was arriving to Arrowhead Stadium for work when Jack Del Rio, who at the time was a young uh, linebacker, I believe, linebacker for the had just been traded to the team. He mistook Otis Taylor for a replacement player and attacked him. Taylor pressed charges against Del Rio, who is now a def- defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jack Del Rio. Yeah, interesting story. Attacks a guy who thought was a scab. Yep. But that tells you something about Otis Taylor because I did the math, and at that time he would have been like fifty-nine years old. So he must have been in pretty damn good shape for uh, uh, for uh, Jack Del Rio to think he was a scab yeah. and try to beat him up. Yeah. Jack, and Jack Del Rio also brought in an axe and a piece of stump wood when he was coaching Jacksonville. It wasn't the punter or the kicker. He let take a whack at the wood and cut himself or banged up his knee or something like that. <laughs> that was Jack Del Rio, yeah. <laughs> he had to put him on the injury reserve. Like Tiger Woods, maybe history of bad decisions. I watch Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme just hitting that tree over and over again with his shin. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, That's a I think he's early. on the uh, Expendable 7 or something. I like think I, I think he's doing better than Steven Seagal. <laughs> I think a lot of people are well, Seagal is uh, probably in Russia. A Putin he, asset. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got to the Final Four. <laughs> to, to we Steven, talk about everything on T-Max Sports. <laughs> Anything else before we wrap it up, kids? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, we're slowly we'll get through March Madness. We'll get through the fog of March slowly, Madness. Slowly, but it is one of my favorite times of the year. Is. Basketball and every then, day, and then every at, hour. and then we'll get out of the back end of that, and the NBA playoffs will be the Want playoff. Talk about Ja. Ja has started his apology tour. He's also serving his eight game suspension. Eight game suspension. I hope Which, the kid gets it right, man. Which I think is the right thing that it, it seems from the interview. I mean, and he did an interview with uh, Jalen Rose. I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. So good for him for at least saying the right things at this point, as yeah. opposed to like Kyrie Irving, who never says the right things. But as another talking head said, you know, I don't need to hear everyone says the right things. It's time now to do the right things. Yeah. And, and he's at a turning point. He's 23. He's got a lot of money. 
but he's got to separate himself from from some of the crowd he's hanging with, or well, it's not going to be a happy ending. He, he he needs to almost get back to who he was as a kid. I mean, he had a pretty decent upbringing. Yeah. I mean, he didn't he didn't what wasn't raised in you know in poverty and came out of that, and yeah. and that was what he was exposed to. It's it's almost like. For my thing, and, and I'm old school and I understand this, but it's almost like some of these players, you know, just want to lead, lead, lead that thug life and make it look like that. And that's what John Morant was kind of doing. If he can snap out of this and just yeah. go and just be who he can be, he's the face of the NBA for the next right 20 now. years. And when I went to that Memphis game against the Spurs, man, the kids, they love him. They're all wearing his jersey. And so he is, uh, you know, he is the face of the NBA. And I'm sure when... They sat down with him. Silverman probably said, "Hey, dude, you're you're the face, and I need you to get it together." Well, he he probably also played to his self interest. He's like, "You you can do you can do a lot for yourself, your family, generations to come. You just need to understand who you are right now, and what you represent to yourself and to this league and to your team, and do it the right way. Do it do it the Michael Jordan way. Do it the LeBron James way." Yeah. Hopefully he will, because I was watching uh, Shannon Sharp the other day, and he said a lot of these kids play sports to get out of that situation, and he's got everything he could ever want, and he's draining himself down into the situation with his boys. But, you know, at the end of the day, the guy's losing 780000 on an A-game suspension, and I did the math. I probably had to work 10 years to get what this guy's yeah. lost in eight days. Okay. Yeah. On a happier note, <laughs> yeah. I will be in sunny South Florida next week. Well, you're assuming it's sunny. It's always sunny in Florida. Yeah, it's always something in Florida. Just <laughs> just don't make us read about you on the Florida Man Friday blogger. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, have a good time. Be safe yeah, down there and enjoy. You guys have a good show. Bring in somebody. Have fun. And uh, stay safe. I guess until then, folks, we'll see you next week. We are out.